I'm Brian Sazio of Yahoo Finance, and there is a new president of the New York Stock Exchange, Lynn Martin. I sat down with Lynn to get her thoughts on markets and what lies ahead for the NYSE. And belated congrats on, on the new position. I'm sure very exciting, right? Thanks so much. Yeah, this is incredibly exciting. I mean, what better place mm-hmm. to be stationed than New York Stock Exchange? How did you get here? <laughs> that's a great question. We have a lot of time, so far uh, that's, away. Uh, that's a great <laughs> question. And I took a pretty unusual route, especially mm-hmm. for a woman. So I became very passionate about two topics when I was in college. Number one was technology. I was a comp sci major, uh, double major in math for a while. So I was a quant at heart, mm-hmm. learned all about coding, techie by trade, uh, spent a lot of time coding. In fact, one of my first jobs was uh, with Con Ed, the mm-hmm. New York City Power Company. Okay. Longest continuously listed NYSC company as well. So it's fate you were here. (laughs) A little bit, a little bit. But I also became really passionate in my math courses about financial mathematics. Mm -hmm. So that's what led me to get a master's in financial mathematics. Mm -hmm. Uh, It led me to an opportunity uh, with the London Financial Futures Exchange, which became part of NYSE Group in 2007 when they acquired the Euronext Mm -hmm. organization. Fast forward a little bit, did a lot of interesting things, took a couple of markets, electronic, um, started a U.S. futures market, uh, started a data business Mm -hmm. for Intercontinental Exchange called Ice Data Services, which is our single largest business unit. Spent about six, six and a half years setting that business up. Uh, turning it into our largest business unit, 6% cumulative annual growth, and then I was offered the opportunity to come back home. How did you decide? You were at IBM too, right? I was. That was my first job out of college. I spent three and a half years there coding. How did you make that pivot or decide, you know what, I want to make this pivot and I want to get into finance? Yeah, that's a great question. So in college, I was studying computers, Mm -hmm. figure what better company to start my career at than IBM. Another great New York New York Stock Exchange listed institution. Um, it's kind of like the preeminent company you join when you learn how to code is is IBM. But that hankering for financial markets, interest in financial institutions, and interest in the financial models that really underpinned the companies that I was consulting, the financial institutions that I was offering services to. I couldn't get it out of my head, which is what led me to get that <laughs> master's degree mm-hmm. and make the pivot to the listed derivatives markets. Uh, I, there's a lot to talk to you about. I want to talk about the future of the New York Stock Exchange. But when you got the call that you were going to be, what, the 68th president of the New York yep. Stock Exchange, what was that day like? My God, I, uh, it was a day that I'll obviously never forget, as I'm sure most of my predecessors would also classify it the same way. I was floored. Um, I was asked to meet with my boss, Jeff Sprecher, uh, CEO and chairman of ICE. Uh, and I thought we were going to talk about the future of fixed income markets and the data services business. So you had business. no idea that was coming. I had absolutely no idea. I had absolutely no idea. Um, I was floored at the opportunity, mainly because I understood the gravity of what it meant um, to be a woman, mm-hmm. to be asked to have that opportunity. And given the non-traditional background, that I had, um, but I was incredibly excited at the opportunity. And one of the reasons I'm really excited for this opportunity is because I get to work with 
the innovators of tomorrow, the entrepreneurs, the technology-based companies, because every company really has a technology underpinning to help them tell their story and to help them innovate and to join such an iconic community of disruptors and innovators and visionaries. Is there something about the culture inside of ICE? You're following on the, on the, foot, on the footsteps of Stacey Cunningham. Mm. Uh, how, do you, how does that talent develop inside the company where you, know, you are the second consecutive woman president of the New York Stock Exchange, not of a lot of these big companies? Can't say that. Yeah, uh, one of the things that I think gets underappreciated about ICE and about NYSE is we do two things incredibly well. Number one, we develop talent. Mm -hmm. We always look to bring folks up through the ranks and give them new opportunities, particularly if they're on one side of the business to look after another side of the business. Mm -hmm. And number two is the value we place on diversity. I'm mean, Stacy being the first female president of the New York Stock Exchange in its storied history. Uh, me following in her footsteps, just appointing Sharon Bowen as the chair of the New York Stock Exchange, first female and first person of female color. Female takeover. Yeah, this is great. It's not a female takeover. It. I think what we do is we identify. In a good way, but we in identify a good way. talent. We identify the right talent for the position at the time. Mm. And we are really supportive of continuing to develop that talent. Well, that's great. It's just, it is great to see it. But okay, so you have the job, you got, you're pumped up, you're excited. I'm sure you have a lot of things coming at you. What are some of your biggest priorities? Yeah, I mean, a couple of things that are our biggest, my biggest priorities. I would say number one, telling our ESG story. We just mm -hmm. touched on it, mm -hmm. but you know, the way we think about sustainable finance is very different from some other folks in the market. Mm -hmm. We are not opinion-based. We are more about providing transparency of ex on existing risks in the market, that the market knows, the market understands, but more importantly, providing transparency for those emerging risks. Clearly, environmental, social, and governance risks are emerging, particularly as disclosures mm -hmm. continue to evolve. So it's on the top of minds for CEOs around the globe as to how they tell mm -hmm. their environmental, social, and governance stories, what they're thinking about, how they're, how they're dealing with these risks to their business, but then also how they manage risks within their own business. So in providing them tools and services to help them do that, incredibly important. Second is continuing to further tell our technology story. We have made a tremendous amount of investment in technology in this I business. I can see it, look around the building. It's, it's different than well, it looks the same as when I remember, but still, there's technology in here. There's a lot of technology, but importantly, the most tech-forward companies are ones that use technology coupled with human oversight, mm -hmm. allowing you to get better outcomes much more efficiently. And I think, given the business I ran previously which did that, given the way our floor model works, our market model works, we're innovators there. We can help companies navigate this use of technology to improve efficiency, but also couple that with human oversight. Perhaps uh, a couple of things I want to pick out, pick apart there, but can you just dispel this notion that someday the trading floor is going away? No, the trading floor is not going away. Yeah. The trading floor is not going. The last business I ran, I love to use this parallel. The last business I ran, we evaluated 2.8 million securities, fixed income securities globally throughout the day. We did that with a lot of machinery, a lot of smart computers, a lot of smart algorithms. But importantly, I did that with 200 individuals around the globe. Mm -hmm. And the reason why our product was the market leading product is because the humans were able to throw out the garbage, mm -hmm. out inputs, mm -hmm. 
and modify the models, particularly in fast-moving markets. Mm -hmm. In fast-moving markets, the role of the human is incredibly important. We saw that just two weeks ago mm -hmm. when we saw those spikes in volatility right before the Fed meeting. Uh, stocks listed on the New York Stock Exchange opened with two times less volatility and closed with three times less volatility mm -hmm. than other, uh, other peer group that mm -hmm. we have. So the role of the human is incredibly important and something that's near and dear to my art. And I look forward to further evolving the way the floor is used. All right, so we'll score one for humans. Now, speaking of humans, over the past year and a half, we've seen a tremendous rise of, of new investors into the stock market. Yeah. What do you make of the, the rise of the retail investors? Yeah, and it's funny because I think when we all went home for COVID, because mm -hmm. we all shifted to a remote environment really efficiently, really quickly due to the use of technology, um, we saw this new investor base emerge, the retail investor, um, and they were able to exercise their voting power mm -hmm. in, in a variety of names. A lot of folks, I think, thought that it was a fleeting moment in history, but it is clear that the retail investor is here to stay. And with tools, with low-cost tools, with the ability to access securities on a democratized fashion, the technology that they now have at their fingertips, they are very much here to say, and something that I think is a great evolution for the markets. What do you say when folks, uh, they bring up this view that the little guy's getting shut out of the market. It's tough for them to make money. They're not getting the best information. Uh, I think that's a myth, um, quite honestly. And I think technology has really democratized the playing field. Mm -hmm. I think more than ever, um, you have more information available to a human to use at their fingertips. And I really mean at their fingertips through their smartphones, yeah. through their uh, laptops, through their iPads, whatever device they're using throughout the course of the day. They can do technical analysis. They can um, consume market data on as quick as any human can consume it, and they can also have the tools to build their own models to perform sophisticated analysis. Deal volumes, how will they end up this year? You know, I think the IPO market this year is very similar to what we've seen in past years. What we've seen mm -hmm. in 2019 when we had a government shutdown, what we saw in 2020, the beginning of 2020, where we saw all that volatility in the market, people not wanting to come to market. The amount of deals has not slowed down. Their timing coming to market has slowed down a bit. So I think Q1 is going to be a pretty quiet uh, Q1, particularly relative to last Q1. Mm -hmm. But I think we're going to end the year strong. The pipeline is, is tremendous of deals coming to market. Within these companies coming public, I know you're very focused on ESG. How might the disclosures look differently amongst this new crop of IPOs? Yeah, it seems as though most of the IPOs have done a lot of preliminary thought about how they disclose mm -hmm. ESG metrics. A lot of them are coming to market with a much more sustainable focus. Mm -hmm. uh, many of us who have been public for a while, such as, our, such as ICE, our parent company, we published our first sustainability report, I think, in 2016. Mm -hmm. And if I look at our sustainability report now versus six years ago, it has come so far. The companies coming to market now have already seen the path they need mm -hmm. to take when you look at the other well-governed companies and the disclosures they put out to market. So they're coming to market from a very mature standpoint on environmental, social, and governance disclosures a already. Couple, a couple of fun ones before we let you go. I know you're, I know you're pretty busy. Uh, when someone comes up to you and asks you, what do you think about the market? Do you ever get tired of hearing that? They have to ask you. I, I, I get asked that all the time, and I would say what I think of the market <laughs> is the U.S. markets are the most transparent, <laughs> 
offer the most democratized access in the world. Mm -hmm. um, they're volatile at times, <laughs> but they're incredibly efficient. Mm -hmm. And the cost for a retail investor is the lowest it's ever been. Mm -hmm. Lastly, how do you just distress? This has been a trying two and a half years. You're taking on this new role, smack in the middle of a pandemic. Mm -hmm. You have a life outside of this too. How do you yeah. keep it all together? <laughs> Great support system. Yeah. This is a short answer. Yeah. Um, it's exciting though. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't, I, I wake up every morning and I couldn't be more excited about coming to work every morning because I think we have such an opportunity as New York reopens, as the world reopens to global travel, to global business getting done. I think we have a really interesting opportunity to really redefine ourselves as the home of global capitalism. And you don't get that moment in time every now and again. But at home, I have an incredible support system and I couldn't do it without my husband. Real quickly, I, I'm going to show my nieces uh, this interview. They may not know what we're talking about. They're three, <laughs> two, and, and one. But oh, I love that. How, how could they be you someday? Uh, what do they need to do? They could, they, first of all, anyone could be me mm -hmm. someday. Mm -hmm. A boy, a girl, no matter what you look mm -hmm. like. You gotta keep your head down, hard work, um, a lot of humility, mm -hmm. knowing when you're wrong, mm -hmm. um, celebrating the wins, also triaging the losses. Yeah. Um, but just, you know, do what you love every day. That's mm -hmm. the most important piece of advice I would give to any kid. Do what you love every day and you'll see how far you can go. Well, we are wishing you a ton of success here. Lynn Martin, good to see you. Thanks for joining Yahoo Finance.